0: Once upon a time, a wolf loved a rabbit, a rabbit loved a deer, a wolf also loved a deer, but as a friend, no homo, maybe. This is Beastars. Hello everyone and welcome to... The Cheriton School Report, e Star's podcast. It is I, Sabrina Ray, here with Don Munson. And we are presented by Okashino Podcast Anime with Friends.
1: What do you Which think of is, that, Munson? I, I Well, I think it all goes back to the orange groves, really.
0: <sighs> you would say that. Suck up. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Anyway, everyone, this is the big episode—the very big episode where we finally get our answer. Who killed Tem? It's been plaguing our minds. I've been sleep—I've been having sleepless
1: nights and weak jaws.
0: Yes, my my jaw is weak with anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how are you, Munson?
1: I'm. I'm hunky-dory. I'm peachy. I'm dandy. How are you, Sabrina?
0: I am all of the above. (laughs) I just celebrated my 44th
1: birthday. That's true. What did you do?
0: Uh, Ate a lot of meat, so very relevant to this podcast. Indeed. (laughs) I went to a, a pit barbecue place, ordered one of basically everything, and it turns out that I can only eat like an eighth of everything. (laughs) I am not blessed with uh, meat eating prowess anymore.
1: I know I am. I'm, I'm uncomfortably overweight and realizing I'm going to have to instill or to um, apply a more stringent standard to what I put between my lips. And I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest.
0: I mean, I've been told by my general practitioner that I need to lose some weight. But not like I need to, but like it would be in my best interest going into the latter half of my life. Assuming I live till I'm 90.
1: Well, my parents are 80 this year, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's possible to have a fulfilling life in your 80s, in your 90s, but you do have to like at some point put the brakes on like the giant meat platter. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, sadly, the giant meat platter is becoming more and more a thing of the past.
0: Or the giant meat platter will put its brakes on you. In Soviet Russia, giant meat platter puts puts brakes on on you. you. Oh, yes. I'm sorry for any Russian or Soviet. Are there any Soviets? (laughs) This is even insulting to anyone
1: currently alive. Or or only dead people. (laughs) Who are we? Which comedian are we aping when we do that?
0: Yakov Smirnoff, I think, That's which right. was Yakov also Smirnoff. just kind of an offensively weird stereotype. But
1: like at the time, he was so it was so accepted and banal. That's the thing that gets me about some of these things. Well, I mean,
0: we had we have Borat. He's not that far off from that kind of caricature. It's just that he's from a is he from a fictional country or i no, just he's from been
1: Kazakhstan. It's real. No way. Yes. The Kazakhstanis are not happy about Bora. <laughs> but they, it turns out that there's a lot fewer Kazakhstanis.
0: I mean... Well, that was also that was also the theme of the second movie, is that they were very upset with him. And a man who looked just like him uh, t- came into his home and started raising his son and sleeping with his wife.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I, in fact, missed both of those movies, for better or for worse. So, um where to begin where to begin with
0: this episode is i guess we just talk about it in the sense that like it's been building up and building up to this big reveal legoshi's been putting the clues together he got the deep french kiss on his assailant
1: and he's been looking for a similar mouthfeel <laughs> i i mean every word that you said there is true <laughs> but I am deeply uncomfortable with you having said them. So oh, no. we we start in the locker room again, and Lagoshi realizes he has, has an opportunity and he's he's going around drinking everybody's beverages to see if he can taste their saliva. Um, which gross. I know it's yeah, it is pretty gross. But then the other thing is like if you're drinking a mountain dew, the only thing you're gonna taste is a mountain dew. You're not gonna be able to get the the hints or notes of saliva. And then I had a question because he opened. I assume his own locker, and there was something totally crushed and mangled on the inside of it.
0: Yeah, and I, wrote, I have no idea. I wrote idea. a dildo.
1: That's exactly what it looked like.
0: <laughs> but it, who has a steel dildo? I mean, it's yeah.
1: I first of all don't answer that question. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I I I was I was very dumbfounded because I I even paused the show and I was like what is this? It's supposed to be something that's destroyed. It's not a water bottle. What is it? I, I, I couldn't really tell. I thought
0: maybe it was a weight or maybe like a some kind of jaw like exercise thing, but I I literally had no idea. It was just this black thing with kind of like a, a design shape on it, like a ridges or something. Again, not a dildo, but... <laughs> Maybe like a free weight, like a like a hand weight, but I mean that's made out of steel, and that's just it doesn't make any sense. Something to do with the his
1: job as a lighting guy. Oh, that's not a terrible guess.
0: It's but also all the a guess things though. he
1: works with there would be glass, and you can't bend or or crush you. If you crush glass, you get shards. Not
0: right. A, a tool that's used. In the art of lighting things?
1: Well, if you, our audience, can come up with what this is, we would be most grateful.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's our audience, first of all. <laughs> Not my personal audience. Well, Although sometimes it does feel that way, I understand. Good lord,
1: they're definitely our audience.
0: Yeah, well, you called them my audience, as in mine. You said your audience.
1: It was the royal you.
0: <laughs> there, there is no such thing. Um, this starts off interesting because although it sort of starts out with Lagoshi like, realizing he's being intimidated, suddenly something happens that sort of changes the whole episode and, and the whole season. What was the name of the anteater? Kibi. Kibi. Kibi, the anteater, has his arm accidentally ripped off.
1: Yes, accidentally ripped off.
0: During like a routine uh, stretching exercise or something. Was
1: that what it was? Like it didn't even seem, it was very unclear. We do not see the action take place. I
0: believe in the manga they showed some of it. They showed that they were stretching beforehand. And that probably they were stretching together. Or he was like helping him up or something. And then he just rips his arm right off. And you know, it's kind of the like, oh, I didn't know how strong I was, except it's done in a horrible, horrifying way. <laughs> I don't know my own strength, ha ha.
1: <laughs> I don't have much I can add on to that. I, I do find it a little implausible that. Someone's just going to yank a limb off, even if they are, quote unquote, a carnivore. But let's I keep mean, going. What it
0: means is that the carnivores are going around and they're pretending to be weaker than they are. And sometimes in a moment of like exertion or passion or whatever, they accidentally let out their full strength.
1: Well, this is something that Beastars does. It sort of implies that our our friends, the herbivores, are a little more than paper mache dolls. <laughs> and are, uh, the carnivores are liable to crush them by a, a sideways glance or two. Um, I, I I find that at odds with nature. I mean, there's some pretty badass herbivores out there that can definitely hold their own. Um, but right, I, but musculature-wise,
0: um, it would seem the predators have some advantages.
1: I mean, the strongest creature on Earth is an elephant, which is ostensibly... An herbivore
0: well, in the defense of the show, they didn't show an elephant being dismembered. they showed an anteater, and I believe that a what is he a puma a puma'm yeah, I'm, go,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a puma on this one a puma a le- could uh, I guess he could be a black leopard
0: a, a black leopard could could tear off the limb of an anteater pretty easily, I imagine
1: I mean, yeah, but not accidentally, not like whoops, I helped you up and yanked your arm right out of its socket which also would have been more plausible than like the sever of the middle of the limb. But again, um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. Cause uh, I think you need to give them
0: some, some bit of poetic license, license with how artistic license with how they portray that. But yes,
1: it's because you found it poetic.
0: <laughs> it's so poetic. One so, arm, right. cla- the got- sound
1: of one arm clapping. <laughs> Now, Kibi's rolling around on the ground. Kibi won't let anybody, won't let any carnivore near him to help him uh, go to the infirmary. And meanwhile, we get sort of a backstory, which is like the narrator. And I forget who it is. It's one of the, maybe it's Lagoshi himself, but it's sort of like, it's like those narrations when you're watching those animal channels. And it's like, this happens so commonly that in fact, we have figured out how to reattach limbs. So it may not be a big deal. You know, meanwhile, Kibi is you know, thrashing around on the ground, and apparently the herbivores are too weak to pick Kibi up, so it has to be a carnivore, and Kibi will accept nobody but
0: Lagoshi. Of and course. Just to go back to your earlier point, it's a bit of a cop-out that they have come up with magical solutions for sewing limbs back together and losing no function in the limb that they sew on.
1: I mean, it Um, also happens in The Expanse, for what it's worth, a sci-fi space in the future.
0: Yeah, and I think, I don't know if it was clear in this version, but in the manga, they did suggest that perhaps it's because they have animals that are small enough that they can make those kinds of uh, very delicate, very precise sort of um, surgeries. They have multiple, like you could have like a whole, imagine this, imagine this, you got in an accident. And instead of one doctor with his clumsy human hands, even if they're elegant for a human, they're still human hands. Imagine a thousand tiny mouse hands sewing you back together.
1: Oh, God, it's making my skin crawl.
0: With incredible precision. Or cockroaches, or I don't know.
1: Or cockroaches? We have not gone past that particular barrier here. There's no invertebrates wandering around on campus.
0: That's true. That's true. And they probably speak their own language.
1: Of course that does imply the existence possibly of fish.
0: Hmm. I wonder. I wonder, 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 wonder. Anyway. I wonder, wonder 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 if you're if you're seeing the future here. Um but yes sogoshi is the cho- is chosen because i think that, P- that even before he started this training thing he always tried to make himself small and sort of gentle and he seemed to ingratiate himself to the herbivores as best he could um and then someone has to get the arm, and there's this pretty funny moment where the camera just sort of pans out, and, like, nobody wants to touch this yeah, thing. Yeah, nobody's
1: interested in touching the arm. I'm pretty sure the herbivores can, uh, can cart that one around. But no one yes. seems interested. Except for one person, who's a, not a
0: person. He's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you This for is that. the problem with the show. Could it be Riz? It is Riz. Oh my gosh, he has a name. What's that? What's that line from Fight Club? <laughs>
1: uh, the first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club.
0: No, no, no. It was like his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: In death, members of Project Mayhem have a name. His oh, name was Robert Paulson.
1: I uh, I had forgotten that particular thing.
0: Um. Okay. Anyway, Riz has a name. And that that's for a reason,
1: haha. Ha. <laughs> so Riz carries the arm, and Lagoshi carries uh, Kibi, and they make their way to the infirmary and drop off Kibi, who presumably will be stitched back together. And then in the hall, what happens, Sabrina?
0: Oh, I, I'm going to tell you what happens, but I think I need your reaction because I've I was I reacted to it when I read it in the manga. I reacted to it again when I saw it in the anime, but. Just like Legoshi with his laundry and the big reveals coming out of the snake behind him. Like Legoshi is on another
1: planet and he. Yeah. This big reveal has the emotional impact of a wet noodle.
0: Yeah. It builds though, after that, which I really liked. It really comes out of nowhere. Um, Instead of like Legoshi like coming up with a plan or anything. As soon as Riz offers him, like, his handkerchief to, like, wipe away the blood, Legoshi's like, yeah, okay, but I, I know you're the killer, so. Uh.
1: <laughs> yes, don't try and hide it. And then Riz gets ready to stomp Legoshi. Oh, my God. It's and a great scene. And then you want to scene. talk about coming out of left field. Pina wanders across and's like, oh, he uh, <laughs> forgot his bag and drops <laughs> off the bag. And Lagoshi's like, uh, did you hear anything? And Pina's like, Oh, you want me to say that I didn't hear that Riz is the killer, but I did. (laughs) I mean, it actually is pretty absurd. Does he sound like
0: Bruce Valanche in the English version? Because that's what I'm getting.
1: I mean Oh my goodness. (laughs) I mean, but that is. It's it's he's obviously in his own voice, but I'm exaggerating because it's so silly. And it's meant to be silly, I'm sure. But then, hello, boys. <laughs> then, of all things, they go and have like a, a a powwow at a table in the cafeteria, and it's the three of them. And Pina's like, "Oh, you won't kill me because if you do, the cops will get involved, and then bad stuff will really happen."
0: Oh yeah. Well, also, it'll give away. I mean, it, Riz got away with it once, but. The fact right. there's that there's
1: too much, there's too much evidence if you're going to go for a second time.
0: Yeah. And, and Pina's much more going to be much more difficult to, to pin down in an area where Riz can get away with it. He was lucky the first time, really, since there's a giant yeah. snake apparently
1: wandering around who yeah, didn't you smell would also the blood. That the or, wild, that the, the wild the, sorry, the giant terrifying snake would have made an appearance by now, but no, this incredible reveal happens, and then everybody just goes home. <laughs> I was pretty shocked by that. I was, so, that. Excited. I have I was to say. so
0: excited for your for your reaction.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Oh my gosh we we've been building up a season and a half to this, the reveal of Riz, and the downside and the 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 upshot of it is nothing. <laughs> nothing happens." It's a like kiss is just a kiss, Don. <laughs> it's like Lagoshi and Haru all over again. They finally get to spend a night together, and what happens? Nothing. Zero. Not a zilch. <laughs> that is what happens here. We've come across no. the Big Bear Killer. I mean, I'm—I was actually fascinated by the direction this this episode went after this table discussion. I mean, like. Pena says something like justice has won like justice hasn't won yet there's been no justice tem is still dead no one knows it's riz beside these two uh and like there's clearly this is not the the final chapter of this like no it is just the beginning but it's so weird because Imagine a horror movie where the killer is revealed halfway through and all the main <laughs> protagonists know it and everybody just goes home to bed. I, I want
0: this horror movie. This is a horror movie I want to see because I've never seen anything like it. And that is one thing that I really admired about Beastars with this is that I have never seen anything like this. I, yes, you have. Cape Fear. I mean, I've seen Cape Fear, but I didn't really pay attention. I've seen okay, parodies well. of Cape Fear, though. No, um, I mean, I, think... I still don't think I've seen it because it's not like afterward they go and sit down together.
1: No, you've <laughs> obviously seen nothing like that. And to be honest, the way that the whole the whole Beastars universe treats the interaction, which is now I mean, now we follow Riz and Riz does have trouble sleeping as he is cursed by Pina Um I hope you don't sleep well tonight, or, or whatever Venus says. Can we Nightmares. talk a little
0: bit about Riz's physicality before we get there, though? Because of he course. shows it I'm off. Sure,
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I, I figured you wouldn't let me skip over that. Um, you know, he it's he literally appears to transform on multiple occasions because he's about to crush somebody, and then either thinks better of it or is distracted. Who knows what happens? I mean, um, he goes from cuddly koala to like fearsome grizzly in about three seconds flat
0: yes and he's he is like towering over Lagoshi. he's got both his claws in the ceiling just dragging them across the top of it
1: and if you and- about predators bears are or grizzlies are pretty much the apex um a bear is stronger than i mean that they're they don't claw in the sense of like their claws are not sharp but their their power comes from their strength they're incredibly strong um and there was a show that made a habit of like pitting creatures against each other like well what happens if this fights so they they got to like lion versus bear and it was pretty much all bear um because the bear just incredible striking power with its arms um there's like kuma from tekken exactly like kuma from tekken (laughs) Uh and they can run as fast as a horse they're extre- you know they're they're really tough, powerful, very strong predators, and there's nothing that sits above them on that sort of front like could a pride of lions take out a bear I suppose sure um but like on a one on one battle creature to mano a mano, your bear is likely to win against just about anything else you're gonna throw up there unless you're gonna throw in an elephant or a hippo
0: right, and again I lagoshi's sort of. Because he he makes efforts to make himself small, it kind of lines up with what's happening with Riz, and that a lot of people, a lot of the animals who he goes to school with, who are in the club with him, think of him as gentle. Think he's basically Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> he's he's just this silly old bear that loves honey. Yes, but it turns out that he's been taking these muscle atrophy pills as all
1: bears over two meters tall must. <laughs> Which I feel like should be common knowledge, right? Like, how is it that, like, somebody came along and like, yo, bears, you're just, you're rocking it a little too hard. I think <laughs> you guys need to start taking these pills on the hush-hush, on the down-low, no no revealing your muscle atrophy pills.
0: It, it is bears, strange, yeah. To be honest,
1: bears are omnivorous. They're not really... Um, oh, I believe They have to eat a certain
0: amount. They have to eat a certain amount. Well, I mean, like their they gorge themselves to... on
1: salmon. They love salmon, and they and they, but they really they spend oh, that a lot is of time meat foraging so for berries and grubs and stuff. Um, I mean, where
0: I live, they break into houses. A bear can fit its body into anything the size of its skull. Like its whole body can squeeze in a hole the size of its skull because of den the the way that it's designed to go into dens and whatnot. Um, and they they just go and they eat their weight. They eat fifty pounds of food a day or something
1: like that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, because they get super fat and then they go into hibernation.
0: Yeah, they never really addressed that in this episode. But
1: no, we haven't gotten to the, the physiology of bears in the B stars universe. But the 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 muscle atrophy pills. I mean, I have no problem with this being a mandate. What I'm surprised by is that nobody seems to know about muscle atrophy pills so he takes the multiple atrophy pills but they make him feel like crap and he's got to eat honey so that's why he's running around eating honey all the time like winnie the pooh exactly <laughs> it really changes how you see winnie the pooh it does it does and then i also started thinking about it like like it's some sort of weird antidepressant and so he's like addicted to drugs because he's got to take the drugs he's got to take two kinds of drugs one drug to Atrophy the muscles, and the other joint to counteract it.
0: That is one hundred percent what it is. I think. Oh, and, of course. And I will point to the point where they really underlined that when he's having a conversation with Tem, and Tem says, "Oh, it helps you to talk to me. Great. Well, maybe you don't need the pills after all." Ha ha ha.
1: Yeah, and the whole thing is very weird in that context because Riz starts feeling better about himself. And enjoys his time with Tem, and decides he's going to show Tem the true him, and stops taking the muscle muscle atrophy pills, which is weird. First of all, because apparently they work, like within six hours, and and the muscle like. A true atrophying muscle, like you lose muscle and it doesn't come back. Like that's just the way it goes.
0: It, maybe the atrophy word is wrong. Maybe it's more like a suppressant of some kind.
1: I think that would be a, that would have been a better translation. So muscle suppressant, um, but he's still got these muscles. And then he deliberately avoids taking his dose to go and interact with Tem to be his most authentic self.
0: I mean, they were sort of leading up to that. They showed how Tim was the first one to say that he's scary, even when he had the little like, like uh, little dot eyes, <laughs> the little gentle eyes, not his real like angry bear eyes. Um, and he's so taken aback by being seen finally. I think that's what it was about. Really, was like that the fact that no one could actually see him for who he was, and that must feel really shitty, man. To not Absolutely. be seen for who you are. As a trans woman, I can tell you that, you know, when I had my little dot bear eyes and nobody could see that I was a, a mean grizzly. Under me.
1: <laughs> this is a great metaphor. I was going to say, what, uh, <laughs> what a way for you to, re- to talk about that with our uh, listenership.
0: Yeah. Who did I have to eat to become the person that I am?
1: <laughs> I hope it wasn't Tim.
0: No, obviously not. It was Riz who ate Tam, haven't you been paying attention? I have. Yeah, it's a very weird thing and I was I was I I usually don't read much on the stuff that we watch and what other people thought, but I did want to get like a couple opinions on this and one thing I saw was that some people thought that Tam and Riz were gay. And I was like I didn't get that at all. <laughs> And I'm like the first one to jump on that. Oh, this is totally gay subtext. Uh, So
1: there's a lot of stuff that there is a lot of sort of mixing of the, um, sexual with the meat desire. Like the, the carnivorous desire is, I do understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and there's also this sort of weird power dynamic, which is first, um, exhibited with Lagoshi and Haru um, which is you know you've got the predator and you've got Haru and and she's like eat me and the whole thing's weird um, and tem is also sort of and was like oh yeah you are scary but I still want to hang out with you like there's tension there so I can, I'm not necess- I am not surprised that there's a little shipping going on in the the corners here for Riz and tem. I just didn't uh, think they gave us enough to make that no, particular interpretation. I agree, but uh, interpretation. Uh, let's be honest. Some people need only a whiff to start going down that path.
0: <laughs> Fine. Yes, you're right. Overall, do you like this reveal? Do you like that this, the, this is who the killer is? And do you think that they've built enough to it? thematically and uh, it in actual like clues and whatnot, uh, that this is a satisfying conclusion of that, of that mystery. Maybe not that story is not done yet, but is Riz a satisfying, uh, like, is he a satisfying murderer?
1: Well, we haven't really seen much of Riz until the latter half of this episode. And then, you know, we didn't even really get into the whole, like Riz goes, like completely has a mental breakdown uh, when he corners Tem and Tem is basically begging for his life, but Riz sees it entirely differently until he sort of snaps out of it and realizes he's been devouring Tem. And then he's like, well, I can't stop now because it wouldn't be honorable to my friend. I need to complete the act, which... It's a little crazy. It's it is it is not as crazy as the stripper scene, but otherwise it is the craziest scene I've seen to date. Yeah. Um, and also like scary and violent. Like that's the thing about that's what's supposed to be scary about killers like this. It's because they can't they cannot control themselves. Like it's a it's an animalistic desire and you're never sure when it's going to manifest. And the out of control nature is what brings the extra scariness to it. And meanwhile, Riz is still out there wandering the earth and in fact, more depressed than ever glugging honey more than ever because, you know, he can't sleep. He is, he's worried about, you know, he's having these nightmares about Tem. It's, it's pretty awful, frankly. I think so too. But also
0: you, you missed one part, which is that, um, Tem was the one who suggested that. Ha ha! He stopped taking his pills because Tem was the real cure for his for what ails him, right? But then, but then he realizes that he actually did, and the the temp the temperature in the room changes completely, and suddenly he is terrified. He can see that he has grown like overnight, <laughs> like as you said, the physi the physiognomy in this show seems to be totally different than what we consider in the real world. Riz seems to have like bulked up overnight. And,
1: uh, there's a lot of bodybuilders who would pay good money for the reverse of this muscle atrophy Bill,
0: Yeah. Right. Um, but Tim, Tim sees this and Riz tries to stop him trying to explain himself. He wants to, he, he wanted to be seen and now he wants to really be seen as, I don't know if it's as a monster or just as, as no, a bear. I think
1: he's trying to say to this have is like the authentic me. Yeah. To have, this a is real, who I am.
0: to have a real relationship with a person, with a, with another animal, with an herbivore who can see him authentically. Yeah, exactly. As you said, um, but he tears his arm just as earlier in the episode, the Panther tore the anteaters arm. And so there's our connection sort of like the question I think it's asking is are, are really any of these carnivores not monsters and killers from the eyes of the herbivores? Can they really coexist? And it's going to be sort of like one of the defining themes of the season.
1: Well, and I think we have the scene here where, um, the Panther is unnamed, but, uh, says this says as much, you know, the thing that was most terrifying was not that I tore off, uh, Kibi's arm. It's the eyes of all the herbivores on me, looking at me, accusing me. That was the, the most, the most frustrating thing. Riz doesn't want to think of himself
0: as a bad person, as a bad animal, as a, I, I want to say person here because it is a person. And if you look at the manga, it says it's it's a it's a human drama.
1: <laughs> well, the thing here that separates the animals from the people, and is is that they're animals. <laughs> yeah. Well, is the fact that animals are always their authentic selves, and you know they, it's rare that you like an animal would not think twice about true animalistic. Behavior is stimulus response.
0: Right, but we're not dealing with true animalistic behavior. We're dealing with a human society layered on top of an animal society. Yes, I
1: concur with you, but the point is that those animalistic desires, especially for carnivores, are right beneath the surface. And so, what exactly was the trigger for the implication that, like, I mean, it's not the implication, Riz but what? triggered that. Like when Riz was trying to show his authentic self, I still don't know what that meant because I don't think it meant, or Riz certainly himself did not think it through as being my authentic self is a predator who desires to eat you. I don't think that that's what Riz was going for. He never had a taste of like, they never
0: suggested that he had a taste for meat or any of that. Um, but he had been suppressing his instinct for so long that maybe what really happened there was that you know you deny yourself something for long enough and when suddenly you have an opportunity you just, you lost he lost complete control and uh and then his mind worked backwards to try and make it like some kind of plausible culmination of their relationship which is really weird to say but it feels like he lost himself, and then in the act, he he entered a fugue state where he couldn't possibly do this to his friend because he likes his friend. But also, he totally did it to his friend, so there has to be some reason why he did it to his friend. And that reason is that, uh, yeah, you know, uh, food... <laughs>
1: I mean, it's that I really do want to know what what the authentic self here is supposed to mean. Um, I think you kind of get it, though, right? I get it, but like it sort of implies um, that all the carnivores are a little bit crazy <laughs> in some ways. Like Riz is saying, my authentic self is when I'm off these blockers. And you can see I'm bigger, and and Tem says I'm out of here, and and then Riz is like bask in my glory, view me. Um, and (sighs) (laughs) what what was Riz hoping to get out of this? Like normally you would just like clearly he is a little crazy, right? He because he he wounds his friend, he doesn't want his friend to go away. He wounds him by mistake, Um, and And then the blood drives him crazy most likely. Yeah, but and that bit is glossed over a little even. Right. We, we interpret that like he catches his friend. We know from Tem's side, like Tem is terrified, but that's not what's running through uh Riz's head.
0: Well, let me try this. um So what is the worst thing that he can imagine at that moment? It's not that, as you said, when the Panther tore off the arm and all the other carnivores saw that act, in that moment, they all felt like they'd done it and they all felt that fear of how others would would see them. They all felt that fear that they would be the ones accused of being a devourer and ostracized and, and their lives would be over or whatever. I think that in the moment that Riz tears Tem's arm, what he's most afraid of is that that's the end of their relationship. And his solution to prevent that is to eat him because if he eats him then Tem will always be part of him or at least until <laughs> he takes a prolific... Oh god,
1: did you really have to go there? No, uh, but So, so yeah, I, I hear your point <laughs> um, Sorry Dump. But it. I mean, it implies that carnivores can't control them and like tem is the example here of a bad carnivore tem cannot control himself tem Um, is the herbivore sorry uh i'm talking riz riz is the example of a bad carnivore riz cannot control himself like riz frankly should go to a re-education camp or something i don't know i don't know riz is the reason we can't have nice things
0: that is while that is true I think you are now glossing over the fact that I am suggesting that Riz's motivation was not to be a carnivore. He wanted him to see him. Yes. Without really understanding what that meant himself, or maybe he did on some level, but the reason he ate him is because he was afraid of losing his friend because he knew what would happen. Once, once, well, he that was realized after he had already how dangerous pretty much, Riz is. Exactly.
1: It's pretty much after he had massacred him.
0: Well, he, I mean, he he bit him in the face. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, he, he ate his he head. Was, I think first. Yeah, well, he but, was he was consuming him, but in his mind, like they were they were they were really connecting, right? Because right, he's in like premise, I said, they kind kind of, and then he's he kind of dissociating. Yeah, and then he woke up from this horrible experience and but didn't stop eating him because he's like, well, I started. It would be bad to stop now. Well, it's not. one not? Yeah. All, and all those things, right? Anyway,
0: I think we've, we've had a lot of uh, options on how to interpret these events, but we still don't have all of the keys to understanding everything, um, especially things like, why didn't Legoshi go to the police?
1: <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that? I've, I can't tell what Legoshi's angle is. Legoshi has discovered the killer. Legoshi should be going to the, at least the snake. um Rokume. With six eyes. But hasn't. In fact, it Tem was kind of like, I hope you sleep poorly at night. And that was, that's, that's the curse of, of what's going on here. Like, I don't.
0: Yeah. seems to be it, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like if Hannibal Lecter went around killing and eating people and Will was just like, you're going to have bad dreams, Hannibal, but you could stay over.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll get you some pillows. I mean, it's, it was, it's pretty weird. Uh, I love, I love him as the killer
0: though. That's what I was asking. Um, I love, I love the giant bear that we didn't see this whole time, who, if you go back and watch episodes, he does appear in several of them. And you did not think about him because of his cute little button eyes. Uh, yes. he <laughs> Or was... as you call them, koala eyes.
1: Well, just... I call them a cuddly koala, but the eyes, sure. The eyes
0: are just little glossy, little teddy bear buttons. Um... I liked him as the killer. I did. And, and it made sense um, why he was able to like, like we should have known he was the killer. I mean, I didn't put it together exactly until pretty close to the, when they revealed it.
1: His body shape is very reminiscent. I mean, it's, it's once you look at it, you're like, oh yeah, I believe that he is the guy who assaulted Legoshi.
0: Yeah. Once they showed that, a guy manhandled Legoshi, the the number of animals that could do that to him was fairly limited.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Although Bill was one of those.
0: Yeah. Bill had some reasons, but it felt like.
1: It couldn't be Bill because it would be too obvious.
0: Yeah. And also I felt like we got to know him in a way where the reveal would have damaged some of the things we've come to learn about him. And we'll come to learn about him in future episodes, but I guess since that's in the future, it doesn't really count. Anyway, uh, you liked the, you liked him as the criminal as the, as the culprit I meant to say.
1: I I mean, I'm going to say yes, but this is, this episode has more than I've seen in all of him than in all other episodes combined. And I feel like there's more to see. So.
0: All right. Well, we're going to discuss that more in which, uh, he barely appears <laughs> in the subsequent episode, so it's true like and in fact, he's just gonna vanish for a bit. <laughs> I was kind of like do do we wanna just jump right in? um no, we're gonna we're gonna stop there. we're gonna leave that for the audience next week.
1: Uh, a titillating, a titillating teaser
0: of what you're not gonna see yes.
1: <laughs> or here.
0: Oh, I love this show. I love it. It's so weird, and it goes in so many directions I was not expecting. The weirdest is still to come. That's what I love about it. Uh, Okay, thank you all for listening. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Okashina Podcast. O k a s h i n a Podcast uh and all of our information is there you can find us on the orange groves there's a link in the notes of this show and uh go throw some money at our merchandise we're on t republic um and you can find the links down below anyway it was awesome talking to you again don and uh we'll be back next week for more Raven.
1: What's up, Fantast? Do you like anime? I sure do. Do you have a limb and mouth time in your schedule due to demands of capitalism? Unfortunately, yes! Well, I have the show for you. It's called Weebkin Warriors.
0: Oh yeah! It's that podcast where you and I come together every Thursday and talk about anime that are 24 episodes or less. That's right! And you can find us on the Orange Groves Podcast Network or your podcatcher of choice. Have, Have a, a good, good weekend.
1: weekend.